Welcome back to the Dentistry Podcast. Um, I'm here today with Zoe Close, Head of Sales at Practice Plan. Um, and we're going to be talking about why now is the time to make the move to private dentistry. Uh, so just before this, Zoe, you said you have been in dentistry for 32 years. Um, so how, how did you manage to end up in this quite niche industry? I think I lied then, Gabby, with the maths. I'm thinking actually I was 16 when I first went into dentistry. Uh, and I'm 52 now, so I think it might be like 35, 36 years. So, um, yeah, gosh, that's like, I don't know, that's embarrassing, actually. I'm not really sure. But, but yeah, a long time. So uh, it's all I know, really. Mm. And, and, and is, do you think it's going to be where you stay now for, for foreseeable? Yeah, I, I mean, I've been with Practice Plan now for um, six years. And um, so previous to that, I had a job for 14 years. And that was sort of looking after groups of practices um, and I was sort of their group business manager. So that was that was great learnings for me uh, and really developed me. So I, I just can't see me doing anything else. I don't know, you know, dentistry just gets under your skin. And it is so, so interesting because of the patient care side of it and the business aspect of it. I just like the blend. It's just mm. great. So. I think a lot of people say that it, it allows you to kind of find your own feet, really, within it. Um, I think dentistry at face value can come across as quite... Um, I mean, I used the word niche earlier. I think that is that is applicable, but there is a lot of variety within it, um, which means that people kind of develop how they how they make the job what they want it to be, really. Oh God, definitely. I mean, yeah, I started as a young dental nurse back in 1986. Yeah. You know, not knowing anything about uh, dentistry at all, um, and not knowing where my career or even know what I wanted to do sort of later in life. And it it just you know, it's it just a great platform for me, and it, it really intrigued me from the off, if I'm honest. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, 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 there's so many roles in dentistry, there's so many things to make a, um, a practice successful um, and enjoyable. So to me, it, just, it was just, I never had a dull moment really, and I, and I still don't, you know, working with Practice Plan, it gives me a, 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 well, a further learning, I suppose, but also what I know and be able to help others achieve what they want to achieve. So for me, it's, yeah, it's brilliant. I think having a job where you don't have a dull moment is is um, well amazing, really. I think it's what a lot of people want. Um, so to go to do what you you love every day and, and enjoy what, enjoy what you're doing as it's happening is a yeah, it's a blessing. Um, obviously, we're we're planning to talk about the move from NHS to private, which is obviously a big topic at the moment for a variety of reasons um, and given the circumstances. Uh, so why why do you think now? is the time for, for practices to make this move if they're thinking about it? Great question, Gabby, because um, I mean, I've always said there's never a wrong time to move from private in, or from NHS into private or partially, however you choose to, to sort of move your business model forward. But I think at the moment, um, that question is more relevant because people are sort of taking that move. And I think it's, it's, it's because, you know, we've all had 18 months of, considerable change and, and, and a set of circumstances that no, no one knew how to handle and I think we've all been impacted whether it's personally professionally um, you know we've all had sort of um, I mean what's, what's the saying same boat different storm um, and uh, you know and it's it, it is actually I know it's a bit cliche but it's true and I think in dentistry at the moment um, people are asking that question you know uh, so what's next what's coming you know what should I be preparing for you know, well, what's the road in future in, in, in front of me uh, going to look like? And I think at the moment, people are really unnerved by the fact that they're really not sure. So when it comes to having an NHS contract, 
they're thinking, so what is it going to look like? Because at the moment we're in this phase where we're delivering um, um, less activity. We've got um, SOPs in place that are, you know, really rigorous and it's hard for practices to get into the flow sometimes with that. They've got follow times to stick to. So the actual bubble, I keep calling it, that we're in at the moment, of course, you know, it will come to an end and it should come to an end because how work at the moment is not helpful to patients and, and I'm sure to practices it's, it's just continues to be a headache. So, but that on on nervousness around what next, I think at the moment that's what's making people go, well, is this the time to question that? Um, and, and trying to scabby lots of different reasons. I mean, because right at the beginning when practices were closed and you know the NHS delivery was 20%, people did have a bit more time to reflect. You know, we've all done that. I mean, I've personally done that. I'm sure you have Gabby at times, you know, what 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 do I want to do next? Or, you know, is this the role that I, I'm enjoying working in? You know. Or, and, and practices will have, have thought of that at a deeper, deeper level, I think. So I think, you know, why now? There's, there's so many strands to that. I could probably yeah. do an hour, hour, hour on that alone, Gabby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah because there's so, there's so many different drivers to people. You know, people are concerned about what's next. Some people are hopeful. You know, people can feel that there's, there's not going to be a good message at the end of it. And also they're just thinking, OK, could I do things differently? Um, so yeah, there's, there's different drivers that will be raising that question right now for sure. I think I think probably people are seeking for some stability, you know, in a time where everything else is so uncertain, and they're trying to work out what option is best for them, and what is going to give them that stability going forward. Um, and and that means a lot of people are are looking to to move to private. I mean, I'm assuming over the last you know year, eighteen months, you've seen have you seen an increase in the amount of practices wanting to make this conversion? Definitely. I mean, we're going through um, a, a huge growth uh, phase in practice plan when mm. it comes to membership plans and delivering um, private membership within within practice and the conversions inquiries um, have, have ramped up significantly. And we're having uh, our biggest sort of um, I suppose phase of them that we've had for a long, long time. Um, I think as well, people have probably been working at a slower pace, Gabby. So I think in, people think, well, is that what it's like to work in the private world? I mean, you're still busy and you're still have a good day's work but you can work differently mm-hmm. um so i think you know people are definitely asking the questions that for a while they, they wasn't and i think again you probably just mentioned it again it's that uncertainty mm-hmm. can i do this differently you know i've had time to reflect i've quite enjoyed working at a slower pace could i deliver my um dentistry working that way you know what would it look like financially for me what would i need to do mm-hmm. you know um and I think people are just asking the question and then mm-hmm. go into the next phase of, OK, well, that sounds actually that it is something that may be achievable for me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we are really busy, which is great. I mean, we love helping practices achieve what they, they want to achieve. Um, so at the moment, I would say that we're doing uh, more full conversions than we've done for a considerable amount of time. But we are having people that are looking at doing partial conversions. Mm-hmm. There's people that are still wanting to potentially keep all of their NHS contract or maybe wanting to reduce their uh, NHS contract if that's allowable mm. by the LATs so it's a mixture of the the three really at the moment. Um, um, are people coming so obviously we, as we spoke about earlier there's this there's this sort of nervousness sort of surrounding um, the future of dentistry which is understandable given what dentists have, have gone through um, this these last two years or 18 months 
what are the apprehensions that people have? So people who are coming to you with these inquiries that they must be voicing um, their concerns or or um, worries about what it might mean and if there's going to be any obstacles and, and if it's going to go how they want it to go. So what are some of the apprehensions that people have and what have you been saying to, to sort of put them at ease, basically? Hard, Gabby, because I've not got a crystal ball, so I don't know what's coming down the line. You know, <laughs> obviously we're close to the industry leaders and we, we get some good information through, but, you know, you, 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 it's, it's deciding whether it's rumour or fact. And I think at the moment, if I had to call it, I don't really know. Um, but I think from the profession, you know, morale's quite low, wondering what is it going to look like? We was promised a reform contract many moons ago, and I think we're further away from that than we've probably ever been, it feels like. And obviously with the uh, lowered uh, performance um, levels in place at the moment, it's almost like, so when they come to an end, what's it going to be like? You know, do I want to go back into to, to that, that level of delivery? Um, and I think, I mean, I suppose I did... You know, have been speaking to people that feel that the NHS have been very kind to them over the last 18 months. Some people feel like they've really supported the profession and they're quite hopeful of a, of a good change. And then there's those people that are just almost sort of waiting to um, experience the sting in the tail. That's the sort of expression that most people are saying, because I think none of us know. And I think that's the thing. It's, it's the unknown. I mean, I, I hate the unknown. I mean, I'm probably a bit of a control freak so I like to probably you know be ahead of the game and that's why I can understand people that are moving now yeah it's probably because they've always probably wanted to or they've wanted to do partial conversions mm -hmm. and they just feel that they're having to look at different revenue streams because they don't feel they've got that security mm -hmm. um and they're wondering I think as well about you know um the provision of NHS dentistry moving forward and what will it look like um you know if they're not happy with the contracts they've got now is it going to be better or worse? And it, it is, you know, the same questions, Gabby, really. It's, do, we, do we know what's coming? Of course, you know, we, we don't. You know, what do we think? What do we think? And how do you think we could make that work in practice? What if I wanted to do a partial conversion? What if I wanted to do a full conversion? You know, what would my patients think? How would I train my team? How do I get ready for this? Um, so, I mean, this is why, you know, we're experts in the field at this. We, we, there's nothing really that anyone asks us that, we haven't got a, um, a response for or a solution um, or a plan or just sometimes to chat it through just to alleviate all of those concerns. Yeah. How, how successful are, are the conversions going right now? Um, I mean, I spoke to your colleague quite recently, um, Sarah, and she was explaining one of your regional support managers and she was explaining um, that a lot of people sometimes when they come to you, they just want it to happen overnight and they're very keen for, to just see that happen um, as quickly as possible but obviously you know you've got to be realistic about it and it, it does take time to put a plan in place how how has it been how has it been going sort of on the ground really in terms of actually making these conversions happen well, Sarah's right I mean you know like most people when we decide to do something we want to do it and get on with it yeah you know um and I think you know some expectations um are really ambitious we'll say but I think sometimes you know we have to slow people down and because we want this to be successful we are going to be tinkering with your livelihood and that's that's huge you know if someone was going to sort of mess with my pay packet I would hope that they would put a lot of thought into it so the planning is quite important but Sarah's right people do want to get on with it which is right uh, and some actually can, we can get on with really quickly and we can move forward really quickly we've got you know more ducks in a row We've, there's more planning gone on before you guys have spoken to us so there's definitely different paces and we have to go at your pace mm. and, and 
once we understand where you what what journey where you're at sort of thing mm-hmm. so we never say no it's just also making sure that you understand that if we have to push back slightly the reasoning behind it will be because we want this to be as successful as possible um so success at the moment i mean what is success gabby big question isn't it i mean we could say well actually it's how many patients on plan we get as a business but for the practice owner and the team success is what they they what have they wanted from this so is it to work at a slower pace to have more time to chat to patients to sort of you know the consultation period to be longer and feel more meaningful to for the patients to experience a different feeling obviously revenue has to come into it so but success isn't always measured on so oh I'm earning exactly the same amount of money or even more so it it must be a successful conversion um but actually it's sometimes how they feel and how you change people's outlook and the way they feel about coming to work um but i mean we don't go into this half-heartedly we want it to be successful on all of those pointers Uh, at the moment you know people are experiencing really good success with patients because i think patients are I don't think you're pushing on an open door, but I think people are more realistic to the fact that, you know, access is really limited within the NHS. It's very yeah. difficult now to um, to get in more quickly, you know, um, and I think that's the pandemic's probably heightened that because mm-hmm. it's been even more difficult for patients. Um, so patients are really um, open, I think, to a conversation around, so what could my dentistry look like? You know, what perhaps private dentistry is the way forward. Um, so the success, I think, is, is, is higher in all of those pointers because I think some of the barriers that were there have sort of come down a little bit lower. So that's what we find we're experiencing at the moment. You, you said there that sometimes people come to you because they, it, success depends on the individual. So what somebody wants from the conversion that they're, they're, they're going for. Um, what, what do you find the key drivers are a lot of the time, the key motivators um, behind why people want to make this move pandemic aside um, perhaps more on a, on a more personal level so for example you, you know um, a better balance between your, your work and your social life um, or maybe they just want to take a step back from the practice one day a week um, what, what do you find are the other key reasons people are making this move at the moment I mean I hate to highlight one particular point but, but there's probably three or four that regularly sort of get thrown at me yeah I mean it's normally the the hoops they have to jump through to run the NHS contract and how more difficult it is to get to uh, focus on the patients when there's so much work to do to manage an NHS contract. Um, and, you know, for my old sort of job, I can honestly say that, you know, it was difficult six years ago. So things always progress. I'm sure it's even more difficult. So it's all, all the admin side of it and all, you know, the things that you have to do. But I think I think the key driver, I think, for people is to, they want to, work with their patients and um, provide a standard of care that they feel that they want to deliver. So I always say dentists say, look, you know, I want to provide care that I would, you know, I'm trying constantly to try the best care I can, you know, and it's getting harder and harder, you know, I feel like my time's shorter. I can't have those, you know, levels of conversations that I'd like, you know, I always feel like this, you know, something else to do and I'm having conversations and not really in the room at times and I feel that's not acceptable and my standard of care needs to be gold standard um, and it's always from a care point of view which I love because that's just a great thing for the patients and then I would say it's almost like the revenue you know we're having to um, the costs of, of running an NHS contract I don't feel like there's 
a lot of wriggle room in, in there. The expenses are, are going higher and higher. I'm just finding it so much harder um, to, to deliver uh, what I want and have, and have a business that I'm enjoying working in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it, it's, it's the same old really. And that was yeah, definitely before the pandemic, um, these was all the sort of drivers. So nothing changed in that perspective. And I think at the moment, I would say the only biggest change I'm hearing is there may be some people that may want to do the NHS contract or they may want to deliver some portion of it, but they're struggling to get the team or associates to want to continue to work that way. So it's been the, the driver has sometimes been coming from the associates. There's principals that have said, I'm actually quite happy to keep this running and see what happens. But actually, my associates are putting pressure on me or really sort of expressing a need that they want to work mm-hmm. differently. And actually, I'm going to have to start thinking about it probably a bit earlier than I, mm-hmm. I thought I would. Um, because, you know, recruitment's becoming difficult, retention. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the only difference, I think, that the pandemic's made. I think it's made people have to sort of move a bit quicker because of the outside. Yes. Uh, and also inside, I think that the associates are sort of starting to want to see what's going to happen with the future of that business or at least have a plan mm. you know what this practice yeah um, definitely. definitely it comes back to that idea doesn't it of just this this stability and this this idea that they want to know what is next because there's just been so much of you know everything's been so up in the air and particularly at the beginning of, of the pandemic when when the practices were closed and they just didn't know what was going to come um but I mean, how if, if I were if I were a, a dentist or a member of the the dental team, um, and I came to you and I, I said, look, I'm considering moving um, to private, whether whether partially or, or completely. Um, what would your advice be to me at this at this point? Yeah, we're doing some clinics at the moment, Gabby, which have been really successful, and it's literally been giving any client or any potential client or anybody really that wants to chat to us. They come on a clinic for 45 minutes and that's the sort of sessions that we run and that question that you've just asked is um you know what should i be doing what should i be thinking about i mean they, they come with different levels of, of of concern or where they're at with that journey but if anyone just came and said so i'm possibly thinking of a partial conversion or i'm possibly thinking of a full conversion what should i do next and it is really that's the bit where practice plan come in and we ask you a series of questions we just want to understand your business model so what does Zoe Close dental practice look like at the moment? Really get to understand it, get a feel of what your associates have been saying, get a feel of you know, how the business is going, look at your retention on staff. It can tell us quite a lot about the business. You know, look at and understand you know, what is your desire? Where do you see um, you being in the next five years? So they haven't got to think about it too much actually before they speak to us. We speak to practices for 18 months, two years before they decide to do a conversion. Um, but what we can do is give them some actions, give them a bit of homework, give them some food for thought, you know, start to think about that vision becoming a reality. And then there's obviously there's financial exercises, there's some, you know, stuff that we have to do, risk assessment, things like that. But generally it's, you know, don't put off asking that question. That's my message. If you, if part of you, any point of your working week think, do I need to continue working in this the whole of the NHS contract should I be doing something different should I be looking at a full conversion should I be looking at a partial conversion how do I get that ball rolling speak to us because that's where we can actually simplify it and most people some people say to me it seems all a bit too easy or actually I feel like there should be more to it 
And I'm like, well, no, because that's what we do. We risk assess it with you. We make sure that we're careful. We make sure that we're got everything, you know, all in, in a row. Um, they ask us about team. You know, what if my patients don't like the idea? Will I lose patients? Mm. Yeah. Yes, you'll need to lose patients because that's the whole point. You know, <laughs> to have yeah. more time in your book and work yeah. differently. I'm afraid we can't keep the level of patients that you've got or you'd just be doing the same. So we're just trying to alleviate all of those fears. Um, so what I would say is pick up the phone, book on a clinic. You know, you don't need to be sitting there wondering because we have got a lot of answers for you. It's quite nice as well. It's, it's no commitment as such. You know, you're just finding out what it is that you can do and what it could look like if you if they chose to, to make that move. Um, and as you said there, there's people just just keep keeping in touch and asking you questions for up to 18 months, two years before they actually make that leap. Um, just goes to show that it's it's what they need maybe to just keep, stay reassured and and, um, and and understand that they are they're, they're heading in, in the direction that's right for them. Yeah, we've got loads of people, Gabby, at the minute that are doing um, so having the conversation with us. We're looking at the numbers. We're risk assessing it. We're seeing, so if we did do it, what would it look like? So if we did it this way, if we did it that way, what would it look like? How would we get there? What would we need to do to achieve this? And they're the people, some of them are saying, well, I'm going to wait to see what happens with my contract. I'm going to wait to see what happens next year. And that's absolutely fine if that's what you want to do. We wouldn't force you into anything. This is your choice, your pace. But at least you've prepped a little bit. So you've actually got some alternatives if you do decide to leave or have a do a partial conversion. Because what we end up with sometimes is people going right to the end of the tether almost or the, the point where they go, right, that's it. It doesn't sound great for me. I want to do this. And that's where we get more like frustrated because we've got people that want to do it within a six week period. Well, we need to give notice to people. We, we know, you need to give the LATs notice. You need to prep for that. You know, there's a lot we do behind the scenes to get that right. Um, so no, not at all. I mean, the earlier, the better, in my view, to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and get all the information that you need to then make a, a well-rounded decision um, what's best for, for you and, and your patients as well. Uh, well, thank you so much, though, for giving up your time today. Uh, really yeah, appreciate yeah. it. Um, and yeah, best of luck with, with the year going forward. Uh, it sounds like you're, you're, you're set for a good year. So um, yeah, I hope it's not too chaotic as you come close to Christmas. <laughs> it is a very busy year, Gabby, but it's great to be able to actually, I mean... It's a bit dramatic when we say we change lives. We definitely don't save lives, I don't think. But we do change people's lives. And it's it's so lovely, you know, when people have dreamed of sort of doing something differently. And, I, you know, I'd, I'd never sit here and say the NHS hasn't got its place because it really has. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. It's almost working out where it's going to end up. Um, and, you know, it won't be for everybody, but it will be for some people. And it has to be. Um, so it's not that we're anti-NHS or anything like that, not at all. I, my previous job, I, I looked after many NHS contracts yeah. and we have had a private revenue and we had planned membership. So, you know, it's about sometimes it all working together rather than either or. Yeah. But we are, we are getting more people that are asking actually what it would be like to do the complete jump. Yeah. Um, so just please do not be frightened to ask us the questions. You know, we can help you with some of those big decisions um so yeah it's been great gabby no happy to share and obviously happy to help people perfect thank you zoe